Hey guys, out there in Facebook land, you are here for Digs Live, which is a Facebook Live show talking about the issues and the concerns that I hear during my day, during my days um, running Digs, which is a residential real estate brokerage in Glendale, California. Our offices are in Montrose. If you haven't been by our office, come say hi. I've got beer, wine, and awesome coffee drinks for whoever wants to come by and visit with us. Um, so in this show, I try to take 15, 20 minutes and just share with you the answers to concerns and questions that I know you're asking because, uh, well, because you asked me. That's why I know. So today I'm like super excited. This is the first time I've been able to do this show and it's not just me going talk, 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 talk. Who needs to listen to me? You know, not that many people. I actually have the ability to bring on guests to unleash some learning and some knowledge on y'all that doesn't come from just my little head. Today I've got Mike Allegra. Is that my selling it? Am I saying it right, Mike? You nailed Mike it. Allegra? Michael Laker, thank you. A homeboy from Santa Clarita, California. Uh, and he is the IT manager and the IT, and for those who don't know, IT means information technology, otherwise known as massive computer nerd to the rest of us muggles. And he is the IT uh, manager for Glen Oaks Escrow, which is how I know them. But Glen Oaks is part of a larger corporation called the Pango Group. They do a lot of different things. Um, and what's awesome about about Pango Group is that they are the leaders in the country for cybersecurity for our escrow. And that's really important for anybody who wants to buy or sell a house. Escrow is the place that all of the money is held. And so if they don't have great security, um, it's just bad news bears. So because they're such experts, I asked Mike to come on the show um, and I told him to keep it for us, you know, muggles we're, we're not computer people mike remember i told you that you got to speak enough. english yeah um and he's going to give us a little taste of what the cyber issues are not only for escrow but we might get if time allowing we might get a little bit into just common day use protecting our inbox right um and also kind of um talking about how we can protect ourselves so mike i know that um Fraud and hackers and the bad mans are a real problem in our real estate deals. So can you tell me a little bit about what's kind of happening from your point of view? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it, it really is a very kind of scary time in the industry. Um, I've been kind of here with Pango and the team for about nine, a little over nine years now, and I've seen kind of variations of fraud and it's always something different, but really the cybersecurity part of it is taken up. And I, I think it's because everyone's trying to be more and more friendly um, in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, complying with buyer and seller demand, which is, you know, I want to electronically sign my documents. I want to wire money instead of using a check. Right. Um, so it used to be we would had to come down physically to the escrow office with a check in hand and get it all signed and stuff. Now we do it electronically. Exactly. So I think the, the unfortunate part is everyone wants more convenience and it's not always more secure. So right now we're kind of competing that and um, competing against that. Um, and really what the hackers are trying to do is trying to find easy ways for them to kind of target large sums of money. Um, mm. So, you know, we right. actually had an issue very, very recently today um, that happened with one of our affiliates um, where a buyer was targeted and a large sum of money and you know, over a hundred thousand dollars was uh, potentially taken um, because but of tell us, 
So it's email. So tell us, give us a story of what that looks like from the buyer's point of view. What happened? Yeah, so this morning, um, and this is, this is common. There's many different ways this actually happens, but it's a, kind of the same story, which is the buyer was part of the transaction, and there are many people they talk to, people they've probably never talked to before. Um, so you have the agents, which they might be a little bit familiar with. You have a transaction coordinator. You have escrow people. You have lenders. Um, so this morning what happened was there was an, ish, an email spoofing um, dilemma yeah. where someone – Speaking English, what oh, is spoofing? So an email spoof is, it's actually a really simple to do, which is kind of scary, but it's a way that someone can send an email pretending to be someone else. So uh, for example, like if I want to... Impersonation. Exactly. Email impersonation, contact impersonation. There's, there's different words for it. Um, but it, the scary part is really easy to do. I mean, I would always just think of it as if you want to go sign up for a new Gmail account, well, you don't have to type in the word Kendall, you can type in the word Mike and you can create a new email address with someone else's name. So it's really that simple to get going. Wow. Okay. So right. what they did in this particular case is they pretended that they were someone in the transaction and they said, hey, I'm, you know, this, this case, someone on the escrow side. And I've seen this for people with the lending and people with uh, one of the agents, but they said, hey, you know, here's the instructions to send the money. Rather than sending it to the escrow account, which is the proper place, they sent it to a fraudulent account. So, wow. So they basically, they stepped in, they, they pretended to be someone in the transaction that the buyer knew, or at least knew of, and told the buyer to send money somewhere else. Correct. And unfortunately, yeah. once it's wired, it's, it's really, really hard to get back. So there wow. are some steps, but it's, it's really hard. And all, it all stems from an email. And, and I mean, we all know to, that we need to avoid sending money to Nigeria, but this looked, for all intents and purposes, like it came from somebody the buyer knew. Yeah, and in this case, the money went to Pennsylvania. So it's not even going outside of the country. What they normally wow. do is they use like a, some sort of account, something like an intermediary account where they, they go somewhere in the country and then very quickly they wire it again somewhere outside of the country where it's, it's gone within days. Okay, all right. So you gave us the scary story. Now, what are some things that we can do to protect ourselves from that? Well, I mean, the thing is there are a lot of different approaches. Um, so kind of my always advice is really, do as many as you can um, without going crazy because there's a point <laughs> do, where you can't do it all. Um, do but do really, as many of these tips, you mean? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Like, so you, you know, telling me I have to do more than one thing? I know. It's, it's kind of a tough world. <laughs> Come on. I want a magic bullet, Mike. I know. I, unfortunately, there's not. I, I think, honestly, the best magic bullet you're going to get this moment is paying attention and training or, or some sort of uh, being involved. Something like watching I hate this webinar, which is, hey, you know, I want to keep myself updated with the industry. I want to right. learn and I want to know what different things are happening. So I'm at least I'm aware of it. That's, that's right. first and right. foremost. So well, but you know, a lot of people on this show are actually, you know, what I call muggles. They're, they're not in the industry. They're either actively in the process of buying or selling or they want to be. So what can those people do? Sure. I mean, the, the first one is always be alert. Um, so for example, in this case, when the email came across, if you look at the actual email address, that let's say it said Kendall is the sender. Um, mm -hmm. right next to it, if you look at the email address, it was, you know, a Google.com account, which didn't match, match any of her previous emails. Her previous emails mm -hmm. came from the escrow company. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why would this person be emailing me wire instructions from right. an account that had right. I've never been spoken with before? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I'd always be skeptical of that. Um, and then same line, I'd always look at the links that they send you. If they send you any sort of attachment or link, if uh -huh. you're not expecting it, don't open it. You know, it's, okay. it's probably malicious and just be careful. You can always take your mouse, hover over the top of it, and uh -huh. it'll tell you if it's going to the actual place that, that sent it. Um, okay. Like it's a little verification. Okay. 
but aside from that, I think another big thing, whenever you're dealing with money and funds, always just pick up the phone. I uh -huh. hate, email's easy. It's great. It's very convenient. Right. But um, if you're getting instructions from someone or you're receiving instructions from someone, always follow it up with a phone call before you actually do the wire. Always, always, always. Yeah. So that's a big one. Don't, don't take instructions to send money anywhere from, from email. Right? Absolutely. Or right. just want to verify it, you know, very quickly right. say, hey, you know, I got your email. This is exactly what it says, the account number, the routing number. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to make sure that everything is legit. That's a pretty easy way to protect yourself. Just use the phone. Ooh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, I know, <laughs> in, this, I mean, in this world. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a small thing like that. Okay, you know? all right. Now, are there other ways that the hackers or the bad mans, as my kids used to call them, might insert themselves into a real estate transaction, or is it just the wiring of money? Um, well, the wiring of the money is always like their, their gold pot, I guess I would say, like really what they're mm -hmm. searching for. They just want to mm -hmm. get that, that lump sum. Um, mm -hmm. But it's more interesting with how they get to it. So what they'll typically okay. do is, let's say, you know, they'll look, uh, they have like the databases and programs looking for different people in an industry in this mm -hmm. case, the real estate industry, and they'll look for all these agents or all these transaction coordinators and say, okay, well, I'm just going to try to spam them or I'm going to try to get a virus on their computer and see what they're doing. Right. Right. Um, if they right. get in, it's, it's very scary because they're involved right. with the transactions and everyone attached. Right. Okay. So um, on, the, on their side, let's say I'm talking the buyers, I'm sorry, the agents and the transaction coordinators, always security is key. So I guess this could go out to the buyers and sellers too, but you know, get a simple antivirus Make sure your computer's always up to date. I know updates are annoying, but updates are actually really good to prevent security problems. Um, right. And then you could always move on to passwords. Passwords are critical. So, you know, one of the things I always recommend is if you're going to do a password, don't make it a silly little, you know, four-character password that's, you know, four digits in your phone number or something. Uh, I Personally, yeah. I use, like, song lyrics, and I try to make them as long as possible. The longer the password, always the better. What, what did helps. you say? Song words? Uh, yeah, it's like song lyrics. Oh, really? oh yeah just something that you'll remember so you don't always forget it um you know they string them together and just make it you know 15 characters long something only you would remember interesting song lyrics i hadn't even thought about that what are some other ideas for strong passwords that you can remember uh that that's always my go-to one of the things i think is most difficult really to be safe you want to have your most important accounts with their own unique passwords right so what that means is let's say you're you do all your business from your google account Make sure your Google password doesn't match your Facebook password. Keep them separate. So you know okay. that if one thing gets compromised, that they can't go ahead and compromise the other. Um, right. so that's always a good practice. And if you're signing up for like stuff online that you're not super familiar with, you're signing up for an app on your phone, mm -hmm. don't use your, your biggest and most important passwords on those. Just put those somewhere else and, and keep things kind of unique and um, off to the side. How do you remember all of these passwords? I mean, I'm a middle-aged lady with memory yeah. challenges. What, what, what tips do you have for us there? That is a, a challenge on its own, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so there are some more advanced solutions there. Um, there's a thing called like LastPass or OnePass. I love LastPass myself. Yeah. They're, they're phenomenal. And what they are is their applications are built around a website where you can go log in, you create what's called a master password. And you only have to remember that one password. And every site you visit, it creates a new unique password for you. And it manages it. So you try to go log into that site. And it says, hey. Oh, yeah. See, I haven't done that. Yeah. The, the, the password that they, I'm always afraid that I'm going to lose access to LastPass. Yeah. And that that happens, I'll lose access to those, like, ooh. 
Well, you're, you're absolutely right. You do lose access to every single one of them, so you have to be careful. Um, but with that said, it, it is, it's a very powerful tool if you can use it and utilize it that way. And I know it's available on all their phones and computers. And yeah, tablets, so. it is. So guys, if you're curious about that one, that happens to be one I use. And the reason I use it is it's free. I love free. So it's lastpass.com. And what's really cool about it is that if you go into, let's just say that uh, you log into amazon.com for the first time after you uh, launch LastPass um, and you log in and you type in your name, you think LastPass will recognize that it doesn't have the password for Amazon in your account. It'll say, would you like me to save the password for this one? You say, yeah, I do. And then the next time you go to Amazon, it will fill in your name, your login name, and your password for you automatically. Super cool. Love that. Um, and it's on my phone. It's on my laptop. It's on my iPad. It's everywhere. So um, it's, it's super cool stuff. Any other tips that you might have for us? These are some really good things. I hope you guys are all getting this. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think there, you can always go off and really get more advanced with like um, multi-factor authentication or multi-step authentication, which might whoa, be... Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I know. English, <laughs> English. Yeah. So with that, something like that would be, it's, it's very simple. You log into Google for the first time and you put your password mm -hmm. in and it texts you a, a code to ver basically verify that, you know, you have your phone on you and you know the password. It's two different types of authentication. That one's Got pretty it. nifty. But, um, it, it is pretty nifty. For those of you who have a paid Google account, your administrator can do that very easily. Is that something that can be done on a regular free Gmail account, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and okay. actually now they're enforcing, I think, by default. They're making people use it. I know on Apple Got devices it. and other things, Got they're it. picking up on it. So it well, is for any of, yeah, if any of you want to do something like this, there's this amazing resource that can tell you how to do everything it's called youtube go into youtube type two what is it two factor two uh yeah it's, it's got multiple names so two factor multi-factor two-step okay two-step or multi-factor authentication that's a six dollar word right there um it. put that into youtube um and there will be a plethora of videos that will show you exactly how to do it whether you're on Gmail or Outlook or Hotmail or Yahoo or even AOL.com. They have that, right? Yeah, I think it's still around. <laughs> A few people still have that address. It's okay. We're not judging you too much at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mike, this has been an awesome education event. I really appreciate you um, getting in touch with us. Is there a way that people can get in touch with you? Do you want them to? Um, uh, absolutely. Um, you okay. know, I'm always happy to help answer questions, especially in the industry. So uh, okay. best way to find me is just going to either our website, pangaroop.com. Um, you can reach from there. Or if you want to email me direct, it's just M-A-L-L-E-G-R-A at pangogroup.com. Okay. Excellent. Can you repeat that one more time? Sure. It's M-A-L-L-E-G-R-A at pangogroup.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming here onto Digs Live. I think we did some great learning out there. And, you know, if there's more questions, please put them on our Digs business page. Um, I'll get them to Mike. We'll get them over to you. Or maybe if there's enough questions, we'll bring you on for another guest spot. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Really appreciate you being here on Digs Live. 
Um, this broadcast will be available on the Digs page if you want to see it again to pick up some tips that you might have missed. Or you can email or reach out to us. Um, you can reach me at Kendall at glendaledigs.com that's with two g's g-l-e-n-d-a-l-e-d-i-g-g-s.com we look forward to talking to you and as always we look forward to seeing you around town we'll talk to you later thanks guys bye